0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Let's jump in today. We have the final, um, the final points that we want to make on this subject. All week, we've been doing this um, series on Unstoppable, and we're talking about 21 laws that govern extraordinary success. Again, we've said it every day, success is not accidental. It is purposeful. There are principles that will um, bring you to success every single time. And again, let me say it again today. I've said it every day, but I'm doing that on purpose. Don't ever let anybody make you feel bad for the increase in your life, for the blessing in your life that God has promoted you, that he's taken you to where you are now. Don't let anybody mock you and then you feel bad. Don't ever let anybody that's got a religious spirit make you feel like you shouldn't uh, have so much, do so much. Don't let anybody make you feel that way. It's God's plan to see you increase. It is God's plan to see you expand. It's God's plan that you be successful. He doesn't want you to struggle. How are you going to be a blessing to your world, to your generation, if you're always struggling, if you're always barely getting by? So don't let anybody make you feel bad. I've tried to reinforce that thought every day because that is something that happens commonly. Don't let it happen to you. Um, you know, because there are, people make little snide comments or they'll, you know, little, they'll pick here and there. Don't just let it go right off of your back. Um, don't let it bother you one bit. Um, you're going to have that happen. And the more that you have happen in your life, uh, the more people will, you know, there'll be people that will resent it, but that's all right. Don't change your attitude about what God's done in your life. And let me say this also. Don't ever hide what God has done in your life. Don't ever hide it. Tiffany made a comment. Uh, As of right now, we were told that the Flourish Women's Conference will be live streamed. Uh, So if anything changes, we'll let you know. But right now, for those ladies that can't make it to Crawfordsville, Indiana, which is an extremely accessible place in the United States, if you can't make it, uh, the live stream will be on for you guys as well. Um, But... Don't, don't allow yourself to be guilty or guilted, I should say, by people that uh, don't like where you're at, don't like what God's done for you. God would do it for them if they would be faithful. And so that's why I want to get into your spirit because, man, I see that happening often. And then people, Christians especially feel like they have to apologize or give an explanation for what they have. Instead of just saying, thank you, if someone compliments them. You know, somebody, man, nice car you've got. Well, you know, I was able to get a deal at the dealership. You know, or, 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 you know, the other thing. You know, somebody blesses you. You've got a piece of jewelry. Somebody gave you a watch or whatever it might be. Oh, that's a really nice watch you got on. Well, you know, it was a gift. I didn't spend any money on it. Somebody actually blessed me with it. And, uh, you know, it's like, just say thank you and move on. You know, you don't have to give the backstory of everything that you have in your life. Well, you know, I was able to, uh, uh, I had uh, uh, some, some extra money that somebody had blessed me with and I had a little inheritance. We bought a place, you know, that's on the beach and, you know, we've really enjoyed it. But God's, God's really used it uh, to bless, uh, help us bless others. It's like, dude, just say thank you. Just say thank you. Isn't that funny, though, how people have to come up with a story? They have to come up with a story about how, you know, they didn't spend the, you know, I didn't, you know, actually it was a gift or, you know, actually it was an enhancement. It's like, dude, don't, don't let people guilt you like that. God wants you to be blessed. And the reason you're blessed is because you've had seed in the ground and you've been faithful and your harvests are coming back. Don't feel bad about that. And don't let anybody shame you or mock you and make you feel ashamed or guilted. So, Now that we understand, uh, and we've been doing it every day, God wants you to increase, God wants you to be successful, we've been dealing with these uh, principles. Every single day we're going through 21 principles. This would be a great series to go back and watch again and again and again to get these things in your spirit, apply them in your life. Um, But we're going to give you today the final three principles of the 21, number 19, 20, and 21 today. And uh, break them down for you and these I had to learn I truly had to learn and I'll tell you the story Uh, well first let me give it to you and then we'll talk about it Um, number 19 is this those that are unstoppable uh, those that are uh, extraordinarily successful these are people who have learned how to rest appropriately that have learned how to rest appropriately. And so let me break that down. If you've never heard me talk about this subject before, people that have learned to rest appropriately. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to really take pride in just running nonstop on the go, constantly going and, uh, just going everywhere, doing everything. And, uh, I had just gone week after week after week, after week, nonstop moving, 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 preaching, preaching, preaching every single night, ministering to people. And now I found myself overseas. I found myself in the middle of Brazil and we were preaching, having revivals. I mean, packed out services, people being saved, altars flooded. Um, But I found myself very tired. And one afternoon I was praying, asking God to just strengthen me for that night's service, asking the Lord to uh, give me a word, give me the strength, all of that. And I heard the Lord say something very clearly to me, which changed everything. He said, you're not my only worker. That's that's the word I got. While I'm in the middle of trying to ask God for strength and a word and all that, God says, you're not my only worker. And of course, just like this t-shirt, I was always operating off of that concept. We must work while it's yet day for the night is coming where no man can work. You know, John 9, 4, Jesus said that to his disciples, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is yet day for the night is coming where no man can work. That's urgency. And so I was letting that urgency drive me, drive me, drive me, never stop. Jesus is coming. People need Jesus. And I was doing it, um, at the expense of my own rest and my own personal strength about to burn out in that situation. And the Lord said that to me in the hotel room. You're not my only worker. And then he guided me to the book of the gospel of Mark, uh, chapter six, where I want to take you today. Mark chapter six. And and get this in your spirit. People that are unstoppable learn how to rest appropriately. They rest themselves appropriately. Look at this now. Jesus, who has given his, his apostles this command, you know, Work while it's yet day. Praise God, Britt. Great testimony. Wanted to tell you that Brady, that's their son's stomach has been so much better since you laid hands on him. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Nona Jerry. We love you very much. Uh, we're in Mark chapter 6. Now, Jesus has already commanded his disciples to do the work. He sent them out. They've been doing the work, they've been preaching, they've been Uh, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, seeing things change. And uh, then they come back. Now, this is verse 30 of Mark chapter 6. The Lord showed me this, and it blew my mind. It blew my mind. The Bible says, And the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. At his command, by the way. Verse 31 is what blew my mind. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Wouldn't you expect, if you knew Jesus had this much urgency, work while it's yet day, the night is coming where no man can work, you'd think if Jesus had that much urgency about the work that had to be done, that when they came back from their journey, When they came back from preaching, teaching, casting out devils, healing the sick, all of those things, and reported that to him, you'd have thought Jesus would say, good job. Now get back out there and get some more done. That's not what Jesus did. He didn't even reference their work in this passage. He didn't say, wonderful job. Tell me more about the deliverances. Tell me more about the healing and the preaching that you did. He said, now let's go away and rest. Let's go away and rest. Jesus understood that rest is a reward for those that have been working. Put that in the chat today. Put it in the comments. Write it in your notes. Actually, you could mark it in your Bible in the margin of Mark chapter 6 and verse 30 through 32. Rest is a reward for those that have been working. Rest is a reward for those who have been working. Now, if you've just been lazy laying around, you're not called to rest, you're called to work. But for those that have been working, rest is a reward from God. No question about it. Rest is a reward from God. And that's for you. That's for me. And uh, that's what Jesus was impressing upon his disciples. You've done the work. Now take time to rest. Jesus himself wasn't just going, 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 going. The Bible says he would, he would go into desolate places by himself, and he'd pray. Why? You can't always be engaged in your purpose. There has to be, be times of rest, has to be times of refresh, has to be. And the Bible says, let me give you another verse real quickly on this same subject, Psalm 127. Psalm 127, we quote it all the time, especially verse 1, but let me read verses 1 and 2 together. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved rest." Or this translation says, sleep. He said, Don't, it's not, it's not on you. Don't always be anxious about how you're going to make things work, how you're going to get it done, how th- No. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. Well, what is the scripture saying here? Unless the Lord's doing it, there's no use getting involved in it people do things in the flesh. They rise up early in the flesh. They, they, you know, they're always anxious about how they're going to make things work. The Lord's taking care of you and he gives his loved ones rest, gives his loved ones rest. So here the Lord was showing me that, uh, rest is a reward for those that have been working. And God has, and, and here's what struck me. God has no issue with you resting. After you've been working, God has no issue with you resting after you have been working. And that's why he impressed that upon me. You are not my only worker. You know, sometimes we can think like that. and We get that in our mind, like, you know, as though we can't stop. We can't stop. Well, we're not the only one doing the work. (laughs) This isn't some mom and pop shop where we have to pull three shifts in a row No, God has uh, millions and millions and millions of workers all over the earth. Now, this is not an excuse to be lazy. This is not an excuse to not engage your purpose. This is not an excuse to take your foot off the gas. Of course, we work uh, while it's yet day for the night is coming where no man can work. But after you've done the work, there's got to be periods of rest. There have to be periods of refreshing and being able to reset. Otherwise, you burn out. And this is what the Lord told me. And I was was in that place. And the Lord not just told me that, He said this. And this this is something that struck my spirit. He said, I love you more than what you can do for me. That that was a life-changing word from the Lord in the middle of Brazil, in the middle of a revival. He said, I love you more than what you can do for me. God was telling me, I, it's not that I love the work you're doing. He appreciates it because it's obedience. But he said, I actually love you more than the work you're doing. Why? Because do you think God wants you to uh, go hard, burn out for you know, 10 years, 15 years, and then just burn out and be a flash in the pan and, and disappear from your purpose? Or do you think God wants you to run long and strong? And the answer, of course, is that the Lord wants you to run long and strong, long and strong. Well, that's not going to happen without proper rest in your life. And those that are unstoppable, they learn how to rest appropriately. Not everything has to be go, 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 go. And, and listen, I know it's a fine line between diligence, faithfulness, hard work, which every one of us should be engaged in. But Not 100% of the time. That's the key. Not 100% of the time. There is effective rest time. Amen. And every one of us should engage in that. You know, I I feel that even more strongly is now that, of course, I've been married for uh, uh, 16 years. And I have three children, uh, you know, ages 12, 8, and 6. And uh, there's got to be family time. There's got to be those rest times. And so um, one of the things we try to plan to do is we have specific weeks that we're setting aside just to spend time with our family. That's it. Just to spend time with our family. And we go very hard. As you guys know, you see our schedule. We probably run, I would say, easily. 250 days out of the 365 days. We we're doing some sort of ministry somewhere preaching and I don't mean in the studio doing broadcasts. I'm talking about out on the road preaching. We easily probably go 250 days a year, uh, nonstop and people are like, man, you guys are, it's like yesterday we were talking to our pastor. He was like, man, I, I watch your schedule sometimes and think, man, those guys are are running hard. Like I, I was doing, uh, when I was a part of all the things I was doing in the, in the past before the Lord, uh, Redirected him, and he said, "Man, I'm." And we've had people tell us, "Man, we pray for you guys." Sometimes we see how hard you're going all the time. Well, yes, we do that, and we're trying to use wisdom as much as we do. But it doesn't mean we don't stop and take time with our family, and we have to schedule it. Now, let me say this to you: This will be a a help when it comes to uh, your resting. Is it is good to schedule? your times of rest. Schedule your times of rest. Put that in the comments, put it in your notes. Just like you would schedule any other appointment, put it on your calendar and make up your mind that this is going to be my time where I'm not going to be bombarded by anything else, this is my time of rest. And take it, and take it. you know, I learned one of the things I learned I, I, watching uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown said this, that he'll take time before uh, he does any of his minister's conferences or camp meetings so that he's refreshed and ready to minister to the ministers that are coming who need refreshing. He'll take a couple of weeks before the minister's conference with he and his wife to rest themselves, to spend time separated, and just come back fully refreshed, fully strengthened, and ready to pour into those that need a refreshing. Well, how are you gonna refresh others if you yourself are on the verge of being worn out, burnt out, tired out? And so I've watched him and talk about that, that he'll take time aside to rest himself, to refresh himself before he does something that is extremely important, ministering to other ministers. And you learn a lesson. I had a pastor tell me one time when I was really young and just starting out in the ministry. He said, "Brother Ted, you need to take time with you, just you and your wife." We didn't have any children back then, I don't think. He said, "You need to take time with just you and your wife uh, each quarter, and and take time a- aside and rest yourself." And back then, I thought, "Man, that's crazy," you know. And I, I was I was probably what twenty? Um, what would I have been? Maybe twenty four, twenty-five. And I thought, man, that's crazy. You know, I can't be taking time off every quarter and, and resting myself. And I, you know, and back then, you know, I was running and doing as much as I could. And and uh I thought that's a that's crazy. Years later, as I, I reflect, and I actually wrote him back one time, I said, man, I didn't understand or receive the thing you said back then. I said, but now I understand it and I receive it and we do it. Because I and he was an older minister than, than me. Uh, And and I understood now, like what he's saying is very vital and very important that you have to take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't abuse the temple of the Holy Spirit in the work of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't need you to abuse the temple of the Holy Spirit for the work of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's what was such a a huge uh, light bulb on for me. You're not my only worker. God said that to me in my, in my spirit. You're not my only worker. Well, that's a light that pops on. Yes, there are hundreds of millions of other workers doing the work of the Lord right now. And really, it's a form of pride to think, I can't stop. i got to keep going. Everything's depending on me. It's not all depending on you. And of course, we take ownership of the vision that God's given, given us and all those things. But it's a form of pride to think that you're so important, you can't rest. Whoo. I'm telling you, the thing, I'm so important that I can't rest. It's a form of pride. And so so we don't think that way. We do what Jesus taught and we take time apart to properly rest ourselves. And when I tell you schedule that time of rest and don't let it move, uh, everything's fighting for your time, everything, everything. And so there'll be a few times throughout the year where we will uh, go as a family one of the things we've been doing recently, uh, and we're gonna do it again this year, we did it last year, is you know, we'll go out uh, when we're out west, and we might just go out into the mountains you know, of, of Montana or Wyoming and just camp out there with the family. We're off the grid, my friends. There is no cell signal, there is no Wi Fi, there's nothing. You are, uh, what, 12,000 feet above sea level? I mean, you are in the mountains. And it's desolate, but you're up there just resting, chilling, spending time with your family and taking that time as you're camping, hanging out, whatever. And it's just family time, rest time. And it's awesome. It's awesome. And so we'll take those times. We'll, we'll schedule them, put them on the calendar, and nothing's going to bump them out of the way. And see, it's important to do that because things are fighting for your time, fighting for your attention. So you have to make up your mind ahead of time. I'm taking this time aside to do things that will rest me, refresh me, and uh, keep me prepared and strengthened for what I'm called to do. That's number 19. Those that are unstoppable know how to rest appropriately. Number 20, uh, and this is a very important one as well. Those that are unstoppable do not delay in obeying instruction. And I'm talking about the instruction of the Holy Spirit for your life, your business, your ministry, whatever. Those that are unstoppable, number 20, do not delay in their obedience to instruction. Get this deep in your spirit. Because the faster, the faster that you obey, the faster the blessing comes. And I touched on that a little bit yesterday in a different point. But today, I want you to understand, we were talking about making decisions yesterday based on Uh, not on your feelings, not on your emotions, not on chance or circumstance, but making all your decisions based upon the leading of the Holy Spirit. But let me say in number 20, once you get the leading of the Holy Spirit, don't delay in your obedience to that instruction. Don't say, well, you know, I got a word from the Lord and sometime over this next 10 years, we're going to get it done. No, obey it as quickly as you can possibly obey that instruction. Obey it as quickly as you can possibly obey it. Listen to Psalm 119 and verse 32. Yeah, that's right. We've we've taught that on the broadcast before, uh, Britt. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. That's it. Hey, there's my friend Ben Fole. Love you, man. Uh, Psalm 119 and verse 32. Listen to the psalmist. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Another translation uh, may say it this way, rather than you, you, for you have set my heart free. I will run in the way of your commandments. Listen to the New Century version. I will quickly obey your commands for you have set my heart free. I will quickly obey your commands. That's what the psalmist said. Go a few verses over to uh, verse 60, same chapter, Psalm 119, listen to verse 60. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. I hasten and do not delay. That's the key right there. Cut all delay out. Cut all delay out of your obedience. When God leads you to do something, do it as quickly as you can get on it. Don't delay because you, once you know the path, why would you want to delay in going down the path God has for you? It's where the blessing is. You know, you've heard me tell the story of how we went on the radio. Well, I didn't wait and say, well, I'm going to wait, you know, a few years until we're kind of more established. When I knew by confirmation through those two instructions and through those two invitations, I knew what the Lord was doing. I said, you know, we're not going to wait. We're going at it right now. I I know that I don't have anything ready or prepared or the equipment or that, but we're moving in that direction. We're going to go at it. And God will provide the rest. I'm not gonna say, "Well, I'll wait till God gives me access to a radio studio, or until we build a radio studio." And I didn't wait for all that. We'll, we'll wait till we have a year's worth of broadcasts pre-recorded. I didn't wait for all that. Go! I didn't have anything. I had no equipment. I had no broadcast. But I ran at it, and God provided all along the way. It's like you, those of you that have been watching this broadcast for I don't know how many years, you know as well as I do that I did not. Uh, wait until we had this beautiful studio with an LED wall and professional lighting and professional camera. I didn't wait until we had all this to 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 start obeying the instruction because I knew we were supposed to start broadcasting all the time. Well, what do we do? I was sitting in the middle of my echoey rental house with tile floors and you know uh, everything on the drywall and you know <laughs> in the middle of a sitting room in a rental house. Uh, you know, years ago, what was this now, four years ago? And, and just sitting there recording. I look back and think to myself now, like, good Lord. And, and I might have had a couple of lights that were so hot. I was sweating. I was, We had tungsten lights. I'm like, it's like I was being interrogated by the FBI. And I'm sitting there. It was. It was sketchy. But looking back and sitting there, <laughs> I told you, uh, uh, Yeah, that's right. Carolyn said just the other day, someone said to me, man, you guys move fast. You betcha. Ready now. Worst feeling when you get passed by. And I'll tell you, man, it's like that. I moved from there. We got to the next house and I I set up a room in the house to do. Some of you all remember that. In fact, I think that's where we were at the beginning of the pandemic, wasn't it? At the very beginning, when I did the spirit of faith sessions, uh, we were still broadcasting from that room and um, in, in the house. And then they had to go and refurb that room. They, they came in, uh, they had to do some work in there. So I had moved my camera up to, to the guest bedroom. And there was like cameras in the guest bedroom and lighting and all this stuff. And I forgot the insurance company was coming by. And I took them up. they had to look through the house. And they walk upstairs and go into the guest bedroom and look inside and there's just like cameras set up around the bed and lights. And they're like, what goes on in here? I was like, we broadcast around the world daily, um, but but you know, I didn't wait. I didn't wait till we had this studio. I didn't wait till we had all professional lights and cameras and an LED wall and all that. Uh, you know, I didn't wait for that. Computers and switchers and you know, I just went at it because I knew that the Lord was telling was telling us to do it. So what do you do? You move forward quickly. You don't wait until you have everything in place. And by the way, those who do wait all the time before they get everything in place. They'll never do anything. They'll never do anything. Carol and I talk about it. Carol and I talk about the fact that we're still talking to people that have been telling us for five years about how they're going to, they feel at some point they're going to do something. And I think we're going to do something. And I'm I'm frustrated because we're not doing something. So we're going to do something. And and then they still haven't done anything because they're waiting for everything to be perfectly in line before they move. And that's not how God works. God wants to see, will you be faithful over little, and then I'll make you ruler over much. Why would God ever bless us with a studio and cameras and lights and computers and switchers? And, why would he ever bless us with all these things if we wouldn't even be faithful to do it with one camera in a bedroom or one camera in a side room? Well, If, if we wouldn't step up and do what we were called to do, if we wouldn't do it then, why would he do it with this? Why would God give us this? Why would if we didn't use this place like we're using it every single day, why would God move us on to something greater than this place, which He's going to do? Why why would He do that? If we're faithful over little, He'll make us rulers over much. You have to do with what you have. Do with what you have. Please put that in the in the chat today. Do with what you have. Quick obedience to instructions. Quick obedience to instructions. We move quickly. The victory tribe moves quickly. We move quickly. We don't get passed by. We don't get left behind. You do with what you have. You do with what you have. And and then you, you become proficient. And then God blesses you with more because he sees. You're going to use that talent the way that I've called you to use it. Here's some more. To him that has, more will be given. But he, to he that does not do well with what he has, even, with, even what he does have, have will be taken away, the Bible says. Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. And so you do with what you have, and then God blesses you with more. But you start on your instruction immediately. You say, well, I, I, wanna, start, I wanna become a photographer, but I'm waiting until I can get the best camera. Start with the camera you have. Well, I wanna do this, but I'm waiting until I have a better, start with what you have everything starts somewhere. Do not despise the day of small beginnings for the, for God rejoices to see the work begin. So let me tell you something. God's happy to see you start in by faith on your purpose. He knows, you know why? It's a sign that you trust him. It's a sign you trust his voice. It's a sign you have faith in what he's called you to do and faith in the fact that he will provide. He'll open the doors That's why we don't delay we don't delay hallelujah we do not delay to obey instruction as soon as you hear a word from the Lord start coming up with strategies how can I make it happen Lord what you what do you want me to do first what do you want me to do next now he may just give you the direction tell you what you're called to do and then you got to get on it and begin to make it work that's obedient that's obedience that's a great point that uh, Ben Ful makes. He said, starting smaller, it lets you learn from smaller mistakes. Is that absolutely right? Absolutely right. And then you build your knowledge, you build your wisdom. God blesses you for that obedience. No question about it. If I'm faithful over little, he'll make me ruler over much. Let me give you the final one. Uh, which is number 21, and that is this. Don't let criticism, your past, or your surroundings currently define your mindset. Unstoppable people do not let criticism, their past, or their current surroundings define their mindset. They absolutely do not. And don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't let criticism, your past, or your current surroundings define your mindset because this is what will happen to people. They will literally talk themselves out of their calling because of one of these three things. Well, people don't think I should do it. People don't think I should do it. People don't think I'm qualified and maybe I'm not. What is that? Criticism. Because people get mad when you step out. Who do you think you are to do that? I guess you think you really made it. Now, Ben, what was that? Um, ben, tell me again that, that phrase that people use that that was like a colloquial phrase that you heard that, that back where you grew up. It was like, don't go beyond your raising or something like that. I remember you told me that one time, but can you type that in? Because that's the mindset that I'm really... Talking about for some people, it was like, don't go beyond your, your raising or something like that. I can't remember exactly how you said it, Um, but that's, it's helpful for people to understand that this is a mindset they have to break through and go beyond. You can't do what we've all, don't get above your raising. There it is. Don't get above your raising. So what ends up happening is, is many times there's people that they feel bad. Well, nobody in our family's ever done that. You know that's not what our family does. Nobody in our family has done that. And uh, oh, he's getting above his raising. What does that mean? Oh, he's starting to think he's more than what what is. And it's really what it is. Uh, insecurity can drive that, or false humility can drive that. And you know if, what? I, I should never own my own company. I shouldn't ever be the CEO of a company because nobody in my family ever was a CEO. I shouldn't have my own businesses because nobody in my family ever had their own businesses. I shouldn't go to college because nobody in my family's ever been to college. And so they get this, this whole thing where, oh, he's getting above his raising. And then you start getting criticism from people because you're going beyond what anybody in the past has ever done. And, and, and they're acting like, they may act like, that you're starting to get all holier than thou because you you oh, he really thinks he's somebody now. She really thinks she's something. Oh, she moved out of her hometown, moved into the city, really thinks she's something now, city girl now. And that's that's exactly how people get. And if you you keep that mindset, it will keep you from moving forward. It'll keep you from expanding. It'll keep you from enlarging your territory. It'll keep you from promotion and blessing. Who cares about the criticism of others? Don't let it define you. Don't let your past define you. Well, this is who I use. This is why many Christians uh, have issues. Because the devil keeps reminding them of who they used to be, and they have a very hard time flourishing in the thing that God's called them to be because of a constant reminder of the past. Don't let your past define the blessings that you can have and the things you can do and the fact that you can be unstoppable. Absolutely, Mike. Mike said, would you say that this comes down to knowing your identity is in Christ, not in your family's past? No question. No question. Knowing who you are in Christ is vital. You have to know who you are in Christ in order to break through all of these barriers. Because whether it's the reminder of your past sin or whether it's the reminder of where your family has been or any of those things, knowing who you are in Christ makes you unstoppable because it lets you know there's no limit to what God can do in your life. There's no limit. And the other thing is, don't let your current surroundings stop you don't let your current surroundings stop you you know for example you may have an opportunity where somebody comes to you and says hey we want you to we want you to do this we want you to take this over and you say to yourself well i've never done anything like that before i have never in my life um worked on anything like that or done that kind of business or that but let me tell you if you've got the holy ghost you can learn anything you can do anything you have no limitations, nothing can stop you. So why would you let your current surroundings? Well, I've never done anything like that before. That's not what I'm involved in right now. I don't even know. And then you have an open door. You say, well, I don't think I'll take it because it's not my current surroundings. It's not anything I've ever done. So, and then you miss out on something. You miss out on something because you, you've you never done it before. It's not what you're currently doing. And And it's, it's, you, you really get, you start limiting yourself because God will open up things that you've never experienced before, but he'll he'll use them to bless you and take you to a higher dimension. It's like my friend, uh, who was telling me recently, he said, man, I have, and he's got, he's got multiple things he does and makes money and has businesses. But he said, I my business is running hardcore. And he said, we got, we got people all over the country doing stuff. We're making money and all this. He said, and then so, this company in, in our uh, city approaches me and wants to meet and meet with with me and, and, and wants me to come and be a part of their company and take over and be the uh, the chief operating officer of the corporation and I'm thinking to myself I've, I'm so busy with my current business we're making so much money I've, I've not I've never been in a, involved in a business doing what they're doing I wouldn't even know how to be the chief operating officer and think about that and so he, he kept turning them down no I'm not coming to. I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna meet with you not gonna they show up at his house they show up at his house because they want him to be a part of it so bad. And so he finally uh, makes his own stipulations, but takes over the, takes over the business as the uh, COO of the corporation. Now he's looking to buy the whole company. He took it over and has had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars just in the first quarter that they, above what they've ever made in the past in their, as a company, as he's taken over as the operating officer. Think about it, and God's favor that's on him is now getting on the company, and now he's going to have an opportunity, probably, to purchase the whole company that has contracts with NASA and, and all these other huge, I mean, huge contracts, and it can't, what. And if he would have said, well, I don't know anything about that. I don't work on that stuff. I've never done that before. I can't, I can't take that over. Well, let me tell you something. Don't let your current surroundings govern what you can or can't do, or define your mindset. Ben said, just saying, just the phrase, I can figure that out, has opened a lot of doors. I can figure that out. Remember this. Before we pray, I'll give this to you. Don't forget this. The level of your blessing and how in demand you are, what what becomes available to you, is directly connected to what problems you can solve for others. Remember this. Don't ever forget it how in demand you are, how much blessing is coming your way, how much favor is being shown to you by men, I'm not talking about by God, is directly connected to what problems you can solve for them. And so, shutting yourself off from being able to say, well, I could figure that problem out and solve it. I could figure that problem out and solve it. So I've never done anything like that before, brother. I don't know, I've got no background in that area. Who cares? You've got the Holy Ghost. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, There's nothing you can't figure out. There's nothing you can't do. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things. And uh, Brother Ben's a great testimony of that breaking through, like doing so many things that he's never done before. Uh, I should have him on sometime just to give all of his testimony of everything God's done through his life. But like uh, all the things that, you know, he just said, sure, I'll figure that out. Sure, I'll take that on. Sure, I'll do that. And boom, 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 boom. Open doors, increase, promotion, I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing what you'll do if you just have a, a faith or a trust in the fact, the Lord can show me how to do that. The Lord can show me how to do that. I can figure that out. I got the mind of Christ. Holy Spirit teaches me all things. Nothing's too hard. And then what happens? You become the one who is solving problems for people. You start getting calls. You're in demand. You start, I mean, all those things play a massive role into where you are in the level of your own promotion in your personal life. Trusting in God. Don't let your uh, past, don't let your surroundings, and don't let criticism of other people define your mindset or what you can do. That's right, Hannah said there's no need to limit or tell a client no when we have access to God's wisdom. You should be able to figure these things out, and you can, you're anointed. You're anointed to increase. In fact, I want everybody that's watching to put that in the comments. If you would put it in your notes, I'm anointed to increase. I'm anointed to increase. Pop that up in the comments section. There's my friend, Pastor Joe Spence. Love you. Put it in the comments. I'm anointed to increase the path. I'm going to read it to you before we pray. Proverbs chapter four, verse 18, but the path of, of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Your path is supposed to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. You're anointed to increase. Hallelujah. You're anointed to increase without question. You're anointed to increase. And so I want to pray for you today. We've gone through all five of these days. I've given you 21 things. Go back and watch it again. Go back, take notes, get it into your spirit. This is your year of divine possession. This is your year of ownership to do what you've never done, to have what you've never had, to go where you've never gone. It is your year of divine possession. It's what we're confessing. We're going to see things happen that have never happened for us in 2022 in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we come to you in Jesus name. And today, I thank you for every member of the Victory Tribe. I thank you for their calling. I thank you for their purpose. I thank you for their life, their faithfulness, their anointing. I thank you for what you've already begun to do through them. And today I'm asking you, Lord, let the final seven months of this year be so explosive that people cannot even understand how it took place In Jesus' name, let it be so supernaturally explosive that people can't figure it out. They have no ability to figure it out. And then take all the glory for your wondrous works in our lives. We thank you for that, Lord. We will quickly obey your commands. We'll quickly obey the leading of your spirit. We expect to see supernatural favor explode like we've never seen it. In Jesus' name, Lord, we ask you to please open the doors. Open the doors. Make those ways available, those opportunities available. Do it by your mighty right hand. We thank you. You're making the crooked places straight. You're going out ahead of us, for we've not been this way before. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for that. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, Nona Jerry. Listen, before I go, we're getting ready to leave right now. We're on our way to revival. We have to head to the airport right now, but I want to give you an opportunity to sow a seed uh, into this ministry before we go. We're headed into uh, really like four straight weeks of revival, and I want you to sow a seed into those that are believing for a life change. People need miracles, and we're seeing those things take place, and it's been amazing. Uh, That's why we play these updates for you. We give you the testimonies as they're happening uh, in, in each revival but I'm telling you, God is moving throughout America. God's not done with America yet. There's revival in America, and I'm telling you, the best days are yet to come. It might be getting darker in the world, but it's not getting darker for the church, it's getting brighter. And you are a part of the move of God in these final hours of time. And so, I'm calling uh, all of the faithful members of the Victory Tribe, sow a seed by faith. Do what the Lord's showing you to do. He'll lead you by His Spirit. But I want you to go to MiracleWord.com. You can click there on the Give page. But let me say this. If you're not a partner with this ministry yet, I want to encourage you to partner with us. I want to challenge you. What is it that you could do on a monthly basis to stand with us and to believe God to change America and to change the world before time runs out? Because truly, the night is coming where no man can work. And so what is it? What is it that you can do uh, on a monthly basis. Maybe you can sow $85 a month, $100 a month, $250 a month, whatever it is. A thousand, some people are sowing 1000 a, a month, standing with us and believing God for a change in America. Click that partner page. Look at all that we're doing. Fill out the form. Stand with us. And for those that are standing with us in the month of May, for $85 or more, we're sending you a gift. And that's Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's book, The Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then for those that are sowing $250 or more, we're going to send you along with that Brother Hagin's book, The Triumphant Church. And finally, for those sowing $1,000 or more, we're including with those two, the Net Study Bible uh, with 60,000 translators' notes. And then of course, if you'd like to receive any of these, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. Tell us how you sowed your seed and then fill out the form. We'll get these gifts to you as quickly as possible. I love you. Listen, thank you. For praying for us. Thank you for asking the Lord to uh, use us and continue to see miracles take place. Uh, we're headed again to Indiana today, and then we're headed to Kentucky. Then we're headed to Johnson City, Tennessee for the very first tent meeting of the year, and then on to Danville, Virginia. and It just keeps on going. We'd love to see you live at one of these revivals. I love you very much. Have an awesome weekend. Don't forget tomorrow's the Flourish Conference, ladies, and uh, as far as we know, the stream will be taking place. It's at three o'clock, but is that central time, Tiff? Let's look at, what time is it in Crawfordsville, Indiana? Nope, it's Eastern time. So it's normal, three o'clock Eastern time is the Flourish Women's Conference. We're gonna see that live streamed. If anything changes, we'll let you know, but plan to be with us, it's gonna be awesome and uh, I love you. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you again very soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.